0: Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the
1: Raiders. And Papali would be an
2: appropriate man score. Oh, he's done it.
1: He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go Behind the Limelight. Behind the Limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast thanks to OAC Digital. Round 20 sees the Raiders up against the Newcastle Knights at Suncorp Stadium as the first part of a double header on Saturday afternoon. Joining us on the podcast this week is Rosie Harrison from our studio here in Canberra.
3: Hey Ben, how's it going?
1: Very good, thank you. And once again, coming to us from Queensland with the fake tan, uh, he's up there, he's been sunning himself for over a week now. Tom Logan, how are you, mate? Good, thanks guys. I'm a bit sunburned at the moment, so... Not all as well. Exactly <laughs> right. Well, you're not spending any time in front of your laptop. I know that. You're doing a lot of walking around and sunning up and. Checking your shadow out up there on the Gold Coast, but let's uh, let's get into some footy. Um, our special guest this week is going to be Harley Smith Shields. Uh, I'm going to catch up with him and have a bit of a t- uh, chat about how uh, his performance went against the Eels on uh, the on the Thursday night with that massive win. Uh, we're also going to recap that uh, performance and also preview the game against the Knights this weekend. But first, of all let's go around the horn. All right, let's have a look uh, at what's been happening news and uh, news and things around the club and what else has been going on. Uh, first of all, uh, the NRL confirmed our schedule for the next 2 weeks. Rosie will play uh, first of all, a double header this uh, weekend on Saturday up there at SunCorp Stadium in Brisbane. It's our first game down at SunCorp for uh, this little stint in Queensland. Uh, we take on uh, the Knights, of course, up against them, and then uh, we go into a game with the Panthers and the Storm. So hopefully, a, a good opportunity for people to get out there and get some footy.
3: Yeah, it's very exciting double header, and um, hopefully, we will get a big crowd up at SunCorp. Um, yeah, great. Should be a great match against the Knights, and then yeah, grand final replay um, Storm and Panthers. So can't wait.
1: Yep, and round 21 it's been confirmed, Tom, that we'll be at Seabus Stadium on the Gold Coast. We'll see uh, the Raiders in action there at 6 o'clock on the Friday night and then uh, at 8 o'clock we'll have the Eels and the Rabbitohs. So once again, a great chance to get over and watch some footy.
0: Yeah, 100%. It's going to be great great to back up at Fortress Seabus again, hoping to make it three wins in a row uh, at that round. It's become definitely a home away from home and, yeah, hopefully we can continue that form.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's been a really good uh, hunting ground for us so far and uh, the shift goes down to uh, Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane of course on Saturday. Let's have a look at the team changes. For the Green Machine, two big ins, Jack White and Elliot Whitehead both return, Rosie. Uh, plenty of experience and plenty of really good talent with those two back in the side.
3: Yeah, they're such huge, huge conclusions for the side. Elliot Whitehead's only missed a couple of games the whole time he's been at the club. So great to have him back. And um, yeah, Jack, he just brings so much experience and attack and um, even his defence and everything um, to the club, to the team. S-
1: speaking of Elliot Whitehead, it was confirmed uh, earlier today, uh, Tom, that he has re-signed for another two seasons uh, on top of his current deal. So he'll now be at the club and to the end of 2024, which is um, fantastic news for not only Elliot, but for Raiders fans as well.
0: Yeah, as president of the Elliot Whitehead fan club, I'm absolutely delighted with this news. We know how much he brings to this side, uh, just import, more importantly off the field uh, as opposed to on the field as well. So great news for the club and it's just fantastic on the back of another win.
1: Yeah, we know what he does uh, on the field. His performances are, are, are pretty stoic. He's always out there ripping in Rosie and doing a wonderful job. But um, off the field too, he's now one of the captains of the team and he just brings that energy around the playing group and he, he's always the first one to get them going uh, when, they, you know, when they need a bit of energy around training or at any other time during the week.
3: 100%. And it's such an important pers- place, person to have at the club um, for a, as a, like a leader for all the juniors as well. So, yeah, very exciting to see him stay at the Raiders.
1: Yeah, Jack Whiten, as I mentioned, back into the team this week as well. Uh, He'll come in at 5'8". Unfortunately, Matt Frawley, um, after another really strong performance, misses out, but um, that's the role that Matt plays within the side at the moment, and he's comfortable with that. Um, So he'll come back into the side. Jack, um, with Elliot there, Uh, we will miss Ryan Sutton for one to two weeks. He's picked up a chest injury last week, so hopefully... Uh, he can be back in the mix soon. And Hudson Young will play at lock, Tom. So Hudson's played plenty of football in the middle of the field before and uh, he's starting to find a, uh, some form as well. It's great that Hudson obviously maintains his spot on the side.
0: We knew that uh, Elliot was going to be a strong chance of coming back. And um, with Sutton, Sutto's injury, it allows us to obviously ship Hudson into that lock position. He's shown that he can play in a number of diff- different positions. He's a very versatile forward. And obviously we we still keep that strong second row combination with Corey and Renata, and Ellie Whitehead obviously coming back in.
1: Yeah, fantastic forward pack and great depth there at the club. Uh, also on the bench there, uh, on the extended bench, Bailey Simonson and Dan louis have both um, recovered from their injuries as well. So starting to get a bit of depth back into the team uh, at the moment, which is great news. Finally, Rosie, this week uh, in the Around the Horn segment, some really good news for the club. Uh, Jared Croker off the back of equaling Jonathan Thurston's all-time point-scoring uh, third position uh, on the weekend he's also been nominated for the Ken Stephen medal for his uh Work in the community in particular with his junior club, Goulburn Stockman.
3: Yeah, it's such a great achievement by Jared, uh, And yeah, he's a junior club as well, the junior, Goulburn Junior Stockman. Um, he If he gets through to the final stages of that voting process, he could win his club $3,500, which would be great for his junior club. So yeah, let's hope he gets voted through.
1: Yeah, definitely. Plenty of hit pads, tackle bags and pies in the canine with $3,500 to a junior footy club. So uh, please jump online, get voting, vote for Jared. Uh, in this year's Ken Stephen medal. Well, what an absolute nail biter it was up there at Seabus Super Stadium on Thursday night. Raiders 12, Eels 10. Uh, Raiders uh, looked in control for most of this match, Tom, but um, the Eels made a late charge and it came down to the final play of the game and some heroics from our uh, fifth fullback for the season, Jordan Rapina.
0: Unbelievable performance up there. Um, the team—it was really one of those. Really, no doubt, Ricky Stewart would have been feeling very proud after that. The the effort was just there times ten. Fantastic defense throughout the whole contest. Actually, both sides had showed a lot of great defense throughout that match. But really proud of that performance. Um, it was it was just great to see. Um, you know, and I tell you what though, sitting on the sidelines there, it was it was very sort of heart and mouth sort of stuff at the end and. When the eels shifted the ball left and Sevo caught it uh, on the fly, you know <laughs> we were just sort of hoping and praying for the best. But what a try-saving tackle from Jordan Rapp and unbelievable stuff! And he's he—that's probably the second game in a row he's just had an absolutely outstanding game.
1: Yeah, he's really stood up um, in the absence of those. Um, as we said, he's a fourth fullback we've used this season. A uh, fifth fullback we've used this season. We had Charles Nicol Clockstad, Caleb Aikens. Bailey Simonson, Xavier Savage. Uh, this depth um, that we've got across the, the club at the moment is hugely important to us, Rosie. And and Rapp has showed us on the weekend uh, what he can do at fullback as well.
3: Yeah, he did a, such an amazing job. Like Not only that try-saving tackle at the end, but you know he scored the first try of the game um, out from dummy half and then also did that amazing um, stop of the 40-20 kick on the sideline there to stop that um, from happening. So he did an amazing job.
1: Yeah, some in- crazy individual plays from Rapps there. And as we all know, he, he gives it Absolutely everything, every time he takes the field. I also really enjoyed the contributions that our special guest uh, made uh, this week, and that's Harley Smith-Shields. We'll talk to him uh, in the next segment. But, Tom, I thought his carries out of our own end in particular and just the way that he you know pushed up in defence and, and put his body on the line was really encouraging, considering he's never played uh, wing at first-grade level before.
0: It was awesome to see Harley have the game that he did the other night because... We obviously saw earlier on in the season the bicep injury that he suffered. And no doubt Harley probably would have been thinking that he was probably never going to play first grade again for the season. But it was great to see him in that side. And just as you touched on, Benny, those runs that he he made coming out of our defensive end, he actually um, really sort of put the pressure on the Eels defense there. And he made a number of carries that were really quite strong and that sort of put us in a position where we were able to get on the front foot in the game.
1: With Josh Papali going off uh, pretty early with a HIA, I thought our forwards stood up. Joe Tarpany in the middle again was absolutely outstanding. His contribution, Rosie, was second to none. And I thought... Our edge back row pair, Corey a Nida and Hudson Young were very strong as well.
3: Yeah, and defensively as well, Joey Tarpanay did an amazing job. He had some monster hits um, and some great defence. And yeah, the, our edge back rowers as well, defence as well. And Corey Haru and I scoring that amazing try in that second half has um, really turned the tide. So yeah, they're doing an amazing job.
1: Yeah, it's hard to fault anyone in a performance like that. I think the defensive efforts, Tom, right across the park, um, you know, were there to behold... Nobody shirked their responsibility. People were getting their bodies in front of our players. And it just looked like a really uh, a team that's playing with a lot of cohesion at the moment and a lot more confidence as well.
0: 100%. That was probably the most pleasing thing about the the result was just how strong our defence was across the night. I know we've spoken about this many times before, but you can really see the impact that, um, is, that has been had on the team by just obviously going away and being in camp together. Obviously the coaches have been getting the players to work really hard on the training field. And also they're making an effort to to bond uh, more importantly off the field as well. And, you can show that they're really playing for each other and it's just fantastic
1: to see. Yeah, it is. It's, it's shades of 2019, 2020 all over again. This team is starting to play with the belief now. They've won three in a trot on the trot and they'll try and make it four against the Knights with this weekend. We're going to uh, preview that game, as I said, a little bit later, but now we're going to catch up with Harley Smith Shields. You're listening to Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. Well, joining us on the Behind the Limelight podcast this week is Raiders uh, outside back, Harley Smith Shields. Harley, how are you, mate?
2: Good, Benny. How you going, mate?
1: Yeah, very good. How's uh, life on the Gold Coast, uh, in particular in the hub? How are the guys going with each other up there?
2: Yeah, it's good, actually. It, um, time's going pretty quickly here. Um, the resort's nice. You can use all the facilities and stuff like that so it's not too bad mate
1: you guys had the first couple of weeks where you it was really quite rushed you played a game and then you had the short turnaround into the eels game has it been nice this week just to sort of have a bit of a longer preparation
2: yeah this week's been real good we had um i think we had two two three days just recovery days off just getting the body right so it's been good yeah
1: Mate, you had um, a, an opportunity to come back into the team uh, last weekend against the Eels, and it was such a cracking game of footy. It must have been um, a, must have been a pretty exciting feeling after that to get the win.
2: Yeah, it was it was a real tough game of footy. It was um, probably the toughest game I've ever played in. So to sit in the sheds with the sit in the sheds with the boys after the game was a great feeling.
1: Going back. Uh, a little bit earlier in the season. I remember down there at GIA Stadium where you came off with that uh, injury and um, it was pretty deflating for you because at that stage you'd you'd just sort of um, started to play some really good footy at at cup level and um, you'd looked as though you were going to be spending a lot of time on the sidelines. Talk us through that moment and what that was like.
2: Yeah, it was a pretty big blow for me, especially right at the start of the season. Um, I worked pretty hard during pre-season just to get my body right, get my fitness right. It's probably... The biggest preseason I've had so far, and then um, third round, I think I did it in. Um, yeah, just coming out in the second half and felt, went into a tackle, and something something went in my arm, and went and seen the doc in the sheds afterwards, and told me I was going to be out for a while. It was um, it's pretty devastating, but we're back now, so good to go. It
1: must have been. Um... Really hard for you to, you know, refocus and, and put your energy into your rehab, but um, obviously you, you you managed to get yourself uh, back on the park um, ahead of schedule. So you must be really happy with the way that you were able to apply yourself.
2: Yeah, yeah, they kept holding me back a little bit. I was trying to jump the jump the gun there for a while, but yeah, Horsey, the rehab coach we've got here, he done an excellent job. Just um, day in day out, it was a pretty long grind, ten weeks or so. But
1: yeah, we have done good. And then obviously um, some injuries in, uh, in first grade this year. Outside back seems to be one area where we've been hit um, pretty hard. I think we've had five different full backs and a, a number of different centre combinations. And you got your chance last week on the wing. What was it like when Rick told you that you were back in the side?
2: Yeah, it was, um, I was just lining up out here for the government dinner and I just said, Hey Rick, how you going? And He said, yeah, good mate. I said, oh, you're in this. And I sort of, sort of stepped back. I, I was a bit shocked, but yeah, it was un- unreal. Um, especially because I haven't played a game of footy and I haven't played a full game of footy in since I've done my biceps. So just, I was just ecstatic to get back out there and play footy again.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, you got the opportunity last year to make your debut um, in a you know, crazy season with limited opportunities to play football at all. So it, it must just be a really good feeling to just get back out onto the field and actually do what you love doing.
2: Yeah, mate, it was unreal. love playing for on the weekends, always have. So to have that taken away from you, like with COVID and injury and stuff like that, and then be told you you're going to play this weekend, it's a great feeling.
1: That last 10 minutes of the game uh, on Thursday night was absolutely frantic. And you had the the mission of coming up against uh, Mike Acevo out there and um, yourself and Jordan uh, Rarpiner were able to combine to get him over the sideline in that last play. That just must have been an amazing feeling when uh, the referee uh, made the decision that uh, the game was over and you guys had been able to, to win the game.
2: Yeah, it was a, I, think, I think Raps did the work there, but it was a, it was a big relief when, when I seen um, it went up as no try. So I just, tend, yeah, to get the win.
1: The Guys, um, what's the mood like now in the camp? There's been three wins in, in a row. Um, you know, you guys are probably playing the best football that you have um, for um, all of this season. Um, what's the what's the mood like around the group at the moment?
2: Yeah, it's a good mood. Um, just hanging around with all the boys. the a boys in here at the moment. It's a little bit loud. Um, but, yeah, just being able to have dinner with the boys and play soccer and play FIFA and all that sort of stuff. It's a good camp here. Um, and all the boys get along really well together, so really brings the mood up for training during the week
1: really big couple of weeks for the team you got the knights and the dragons who are two teams that are surrounding you on the competition ladder at the moment what's the what's the intensity been like at training uh, for more reports yesterday was a really good session and you guys have um haven't skipped a beat since the win
2: yeah no we got straight back into it yesterday it's pretty short and inside but the boys ripped in while we we're there and um it a good intense session
1: and finally mate for you uh, this next few weeks I suppose is about um, just taking the most of your opportunity and being able to get out there and and, uh, and put yeah. your name forward to try and get yourself a spot in this team um, for the yeah. remainder of the season
2: yeah yeah I'll just take it as it comes mate um, just do what I can when I get out there if I get the opportunity again to play this weekend I'll just uh, do what I can yeah
1: Well, mate, it's been great to talk to you. Thanks for giving us a bit of an insight into how it's all going up there and uh, wish you all the best of luck against the Knights on Saturday.
2: Thanks, mate. Appreciate it.
1: There he is, Harley Smith Shields, joining us uh, on the podcast this week. Great to see Rosie, another talented local junior making his way through the system and, and getting an opportunity at first grade level for the Raiders.
3: Yeah, there are actually a number of um, local juniors in the team last week. We had also had Matt Frawley and Sam Williams in the halves and also Seb Chris uh, in the centres. So great to see our local juniors doing well.
1: Yeah, throw in Jared Croker as and well. Jared and Jared Croker, yes. guys <laughs> that have uh, come through the Raiders development system and although they're not from the Raiders per se locally, guys like Semi Valame also mm-hmm. made his way through the, the junior grades here and Uh, Hudson Young um, came to us and and also had an opportunity uh, as well. So we've got plenty of guys that have made their name for themselves by playing at the Raiders, that's for sure. Raiders and Knights, uh, 5.30pm Saturday at uh, Suncorp Stadium at Brisbane. Uh, Once again, a different home ground uh, for the Knights because of the whole situation up there in Queensland at the moment with the players being up there due to COVID in New South Wales. Uh, the Knights, Tom, a very formidable outfit and have already proven once this year they're a really hard team to beat when they defeated us down there in Wagga.
0: Definitely. That was probably one of the more forgettable games uh, that we've probably had this season. Uh, To be honest, I'm quite glad that this game is at Suncorp because we know that the Knights are based on the Sunshine Coast, so we thought that there was going to be a strong chance that we would play them in the Sunshine Coast. However, that's not the case. We're playing them at Suncorp and it will probably mean... Uh, less travel time for our players on the day, which can really make a, a difference from a high performance point of view. Uh, the Knights, they're going to be, they're obviously going to be very dangerous. They've had a, they've had a couple of uh, injuries uh, recently, but they've, they've still going to, they're still going to put out a very strong side on the day. You know, Caelan Ponga is, as we know, one of the most dangerous players in the game and uh, no doubt our players are really going to be out for a big test.
1: Yeah. Caelan Ponga was the difference against us uh, for that game down there at Wagga Wagga in, in what was a pretty tight game. he, Really stood up for his side, and um, and you know he's coming off the back of a pretty quiet weekend last weekend, so we know that a player like that doesn't put two quiet performances together. Let's have a look at the Raiders team again, thanks to Spec Savers, and as you uh, as we mentioned earlier uh, in the program, Rosie, Jack White, and Elliot Whitehead uh, returned to this team this weekend. What does Jack White bring? Um now that he's back and recovered from that rib injury.
3: He just brings that ex- experience back to the side and um and his combination with Sam Williams has been going really well and just that composure as well, the ability to, you know, not get flustered and to, you know, get that repeat set and everything and stick solid in defense. So yeah, he just brings a lot of experience to the side.
1: That's right. Josh Papali, he was playing his third game in eight days when he went off for that HIA last weekend, Tom. So a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Um, obviously, Papa's had the long turnaround, 10 days to get himself right for this game, and uh, he'll come back with a bit of freshness and energy that he probably um, needed at this time of the season. It's a bit of a silver lining for
0: us, really. Obviously, you know, Papa suffered that unfortunate HIA injury against the Eels, but luckily, we, you know, the boys really put in uh, when he went away from the field and we got the result, and it's actually going to probably be quite beneficial for us because... We know Papa's played, had a lot of uh, footy lately. He obviously came back from the state of origin camp. And, um, you know, I think I see that as a really sort of big, I guess, positive for us that Papa will be relatively fresh physically um, after going off from the game quite early. He comes up against, you know, a very physical and big forward pack against the Newcastle Knights. So we're we're really going to need him for this one.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. Our bench, I, I really like again, and it's been a, a feature of our side um, for the last probably two and a half seasons. That we've always had a very really strong bench, and uh, we've got Cia Soliola, Tom Starling, Joe Tarpany all named on the bench. But I really liked the energy that Matt Tomoko brought um, for his really short stint at the back end of the game. Last week when he came in and played in the middle, he, he came into that game and just injected himself and he was a bundle of energy in the middle of the field. So really looking forward to see him possibly getting a little bit more game time in that position now that he's had a chance to, to you know, dip his toes in the water in that position. Uh, let's have a look at the uh, the matchups this week. Tom, we'll start with you and you've gone for that matchup in the middle with those big guys. Yeah,
0: it was something I just alluded to just before. Obviously, Papa... Um, he'll be coming up against a very big and physical uh, forward pack that the Knights nice possess, and he'll come up against probably a player that he's probably faced quite a lot recently, Daniel Saifedi. Obviously, the two players went head-to-head in State of Origin earlier on. Um, both are absolutely damaging, but um, we know that if Papa can play anywhere near his best, that you know it'll go a long way to seeing the Raiders get the victory.
1: Yeah, Rosie, you've gone for the battle on the edge. They're returning Elliot Whitehead up against Tyson Frizzell who um, was probably one of the best players for the Blues in this year's Origin Series.
3: Yeah, they both bring such experience to their sides, and Tyson is very good in attack, you know, breaks lots of tackles, but Elliot Whitehead's a great defensive second row, so he'll have his hands full, Elliot Whitehead, but I'm sure he'll get the job done.
1: Yeah, I've gone for that key match-up at the back, and as we uh, touched on earlier, Caelan Pong is definitely the linchpin of this Knights attack, and he's going to be the player that we're going to have to shift a fair bit of focus on to if we're going to be able to stop them uh, this weekend. Uh, he's up against Jordan Rapana, who's coming off the back of one of his best-ever games, and uh, you know, he's 32 years old, I think, and he just keeps getting better every week at the moment. So really looking forward to seeing what those two players can inject into the game this weekend. <laughs> All right, time to get some predictions. Let's have a look at last week. Rosie representing the players. You went for um, a Hudson Young try. Unfortunately, uh, he missed out. Uh, the try went to Corey hatterweer tonight, and it wasn't a great to see his little... Twerk there at the end, very entertaining. And uh, another five grand for the Mossy Musoi uh, appeal. Uh, I went for Jay Tarpenny who uh, couldn't cross the stripe either. And Tom, you went for Harley Smith Shields last week, who unfortunately missed out as well. So, uh, Tom, we'll start with you. Who are you going for this week?
0: Just got a feeling that he's probably been a bit relatively quiet by his standards in recent weeks, but I've just got a, a very good feeling that Sebastian Chris is going to have a really big game. So I'm going to tip Seb to go for over for a try. Yep, Rosie?
3: Yeah, I've gone for a Jack White and try. Just um, coming back to the side and his running game, I think will threaten a lot of the Knights defensive line. So, White and try.
1: Yep, and I'm going for our point-scoring machine and captain, Jared Croker, to grab himself a try. It's been a while since he's been able to find himself... Um, over the stripe um, but we know how reliable his kicking game is and he's particularly in, in regards to his goal kicking but he's also scored uh, the most tries for the club in the history as well so he's going to be a really important part for us as we push towards the final so I'll go for Jared Croker uh, as a try. Rosie thanks for joining me this week in studio it's great to have you here and uh, let's hopefully we could make it four in a row this weekend.
3: Hope so thanks for having me.
1: And Tom uh, don't work too, up there, uh, too hard up there on the on the uh, Gold Coast and enjoy the trip down to Suncorp on Saturday.
0: we Will do, mate. Hopefully I'll be able to see the sun soon.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, we'll pretend we didn't hear that. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. That brings us to the end of the show for this week. Uh, we'll catch you next week on Behind the Limelight.